0: Monica Matthews show. Matthew show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthew show. Life, love, and liberty. Happy Hump Day, America and beyond. Hope you guys are doing well. Busy, busy bee over here, keeping up with so many things. Not the least of which is you, is you, is y'all. <laughs> so in Georgia, we have a former uh, senator. Uh, David Perdue, who has now uh, officially, as I understand it, uh, been endorsed by President Trump. Um, that is slightly disconcerting to me because I do not understand that move at all. Well, maybe a little bit if you wanted to uh, extract votes from the or really cause a kerfluffle uh, within the GOP structure itself here. And that is certainly, that has already happened in uh, the past 24 hours. So you are f- squeezing people, right? The people who have already sworn their allegiance to Kemp are now forced to go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We didn't know that we had uh, another option in the way of David Perdue. Some people have been holding their nose for other candidates, um, I ha- have already told you that I am supporting Candace Taylor uh, because I believe that she is uh, the single most God-fearing uh, candidate on the uh, on the ballot, um, and as far as the primary goes. And so we'll see how her fundraising goes and all those other things that tie into um, uh, you know elections. But I would also say that she, uh, when I say God-fearing, she's also the most liberty centric uh, has single handedly led the charge prior to any of the boys getting on board uh, with election integrity efforts here um, with regard to 2020 and beyond here in the state of Georgia uh, calling for leading, leading the way and calling for a forensic audit in the state of Georgia, which you know what is your constitutional right. Right. That is your right. That is not a conspiracy. That's not a conspiracy theory. No one is conspiring to do anything other than exercise our constitutional rights. But as we see, everything has become uh, criminally uh, something of a criminal nature if you even mention the Constitution or exercising your rights thereof. And that is the current DOJ. I see where there are a lot of people who are afraid of um, especially witnessing what's happening to parents across the country. Uh, They are afraid of the DOJ. Uh, I did think today was a very telling day uh, with uh, Jim Jordan's um, uh, resolution that dropped today to subpoena the National School Boards Association and the Biden administration. Uh, he goes on to say the resolution is uh, that upon the adoption of this resolution, the chairman of the committee on the judiciary shall issue subpoenas to the following individuals Dr. Viola Garcia, President, National School Boards Association, as the Custodian of Records for the National School Boards Association. The Honorable Merrick Garland, Attorney General, Department of Justice, as the Custodian of Records for the Department of Justice. The Honorable Christopher Ray, Director... Uh, federal Bureau of Investigation on the Custodian of Record for the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Honorable Miguel A. Cardona, Secretary, Department of Education, as the Custodian of Records for the Department of, Inve- Department of Investigation. Um, I believe he meant to say Department of Education. For documents relating to the Biden administration's use of federal law enforcement, including counterterrorism tools. Yep, you are now on a counterterrorism list to target concerned parents at local school board meetings and to chill their protected First Amendment activity. This resolution is adopted pursuant to rule. Okay, that is uh, ranking member Jim Jordan, and that was today. So this should get interesting. As I said, many of you have expressed concern um, about continuing to stand, um, stand against the abuses of your own children in your public and private school sectors. There was a woman speaking of private school. Some of you really do have an amazing bias toward people who are members of the private school sector. For many of you think, well, you have a choice to pay $30,000-plus per year for your child to go to a school that is abusing um, their constitutional rights in the way of mandates, right, Uh, along with critical race theory. And yes, 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 yes. Private schools are also, uh, they've also been infiltrated with this uh, doctrine. So, but many of you have this real interesting kind of like, well, and right? Kind of a snobbery toward people who afford or can't afford or who make away whatever sacrifice. I mean, there's a lot that goes into, you know, maybe it's a meritocracy. Maybe their child is smart. Maybe they don't really have the money and they have applied for grants and they've received them. Maybe they just got a little bit more financially creative than you have. I speak from experience because we were extraordinarily not in the tax bracket to afford a private school, and God made a way, um, as well as uh, the school itself made a way for my daughter, who had been homeschooled for the majority of her life um, as a student until the 11th grade, and had more than enough Uh, of a, of a GPA and skills, you know, to be able to thrive in that environment. And so there were, there are plenty of funds available to those of you who think it's impossible and you're sitting around hating on private school kids and parents and they're all a bunch of snobs. I would encourage you to come down off of your high horse. And if that is the environment in which you would prefer for your child to learn, then you seek out creative financing for that instead of hating on people right it, there's so many resources available to parents and sometimes there's not and to be honest with you your private school parents are going through the exact same thing all of you are in the public school sector there's no difference now imagine yes your taxes pay for your kids to go to school but you're not paying 30 grand a year in taxes <laughs> For your kids to go to school, guarantee of that. And if you are, I don't know where you live, Fulton County probably, with me. So, yes, um, the hatred is really interesting. It's completely unnecessary. If you were ever to coalesce and galvanize around, you know, education as a whole, it should be now it should be now. So there was a parent here in Atlanta, Georgia who took to Twitter uh yesterday and I, you know my phone blew up with you're not going to believe this. Take a look at this. It's on Twitter. This person's a friend of mine. Um I, we can't even believe what they're doing to her. You know, she is a former by her own admission on Twitter, she is a former um uh democrat. She has also worked for the CDC. Uh, Her children are enrolled, or child, I'm not sure how many children she has, but a child of hers is enrolled in a private school here in Metro Atlanta that is a legacy private school, as most of our private schools are. And and she's having a hard time understanding why her child is sitting in silence and with partitions uh, at lunchtime and apparently during other moments of school um, and so she took to Twitter to call the school out for it, and the school demanded that she take her tweet down. Well, I retweeted her tweet for her, along with you know the likes of Megyn Kelly, uh, you know, m- plenty of other people with many more followers than I. Um, and she, uh, she got a lot of support for you know, she also got a lot of blowback with Why are your kids still in that school? Why haven't you taken your kids out? You know, as if that is just an easy thing for people to do, especially if you're looking at other private schools, because here's the deal. If you're asking yourself why, what is going on, right, especially in the private school sector, look no further than your accreditation agencies, It all begins and ends with money and the power of the purse and the power of the authority that they have with regard to your school's accreditation. And so your school is going to teach what they are told to teach. They're going to implement mandates that they are told to implement. And so I do have friends who did finally, they moved from one private school to another to another, and now they're like, you know what, looks like we're going to be CASA homeschool because we're not going to continue to go through this and be placed on an FBI watch list. And so I've seen, you know, I've been watching the rhetoric on on that particular thread from yesterday, and it's interesting because people are either very supportive and you get it because you understand it's affecting all of us equally, right? I even had someone say, well, how is this affecting your kids? Like in a very accusative tone, right? And I'm like, well, anything that affects anyone else's child inevitably is going to affect me and my child and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren, I mean, if we've learned nothing else, hopefully we've learned that through this entire debacle. Really? You don't think uh, indoctrination has generational repercussions? Of course it does. And so, yes, whatever happens to this woman's children, however they're traumatized, however they are being abused in their schools, is absolutely going to affect me, not only today and my child and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren, right because wounded people wound others wounded people come out with some interesting things that they have to contend with it creates a very interesting society to say the least and i'll just leave it at that so yes what happens to one person's child you know it's it's why it blows my skirt up so badly in my own county in Fulton County, Atlanta Public School Systems, people say, "Well, you know, school choice, I, you got to love the Democrats. They're always against school choice." Well, of course they are because it's a it is a money laundering system through the through the DOE. Give us a break. You don't believe me? Look up some of the history of APS right here in my own state, my own city. Absolutely enrages me, enrages me to think about these inner city children who some of them, the only reprieve they get is going to school, right? And and you're told constantly that they, they're left out. It's always the white kids. It's the, it's the suburban schools that, that get the most money and the best teachers and the best education, right? But what did our APS schools do with their money? You know what they were doing with their money for their kids? They were absconding with it. Yes, indicted, tried, prosecuted, and found guilty, imprisoned over, you know, uh, absconding with uh, who knows how much money And, and repurposing money, right? And you know what happened to those babies? Those babies, you see, I'm kind of a mama, like a universal mother. And so you know what happened to those babies? They graduate without knowing how to read. They end up in the penal system. And then you know we get to uh, we get to sit around and pontificate on Twitter about the about the black on black crime, right? Now I tell you who perpetuates black on black crime are the blacks in your uh, your black Democrats in your urban areas that are taking money out of those children's minds, mouths, you know, resources, right, to line their own pockets. That's what happened in my city. That is not a, quote, racist statement. That is fact. And I know facts are not, you know, are not very friendly to some people. But that's the case. And if there were a bunch of white folks absconding with cash, which I'm sure they do as well, that just doesn't happen to be the case here in the APS, um, I would call that out too. So yes, everything that happens to our children happens to us. It is really time for us to start taking more of a parental ownership where our kids are concerned, and I think we're seeing that happen right now, which is why the Justice Department or Injustice Department, as it were, has spent eight years referring to Obama's Department of Injustice. I really hope that's not the case over the next four years with this regime. It is inconscionable that this is how this DOJ is behaving. Counter-terrorism. I mean, if you don't think that you are under assault on your own soil, you are asleep. You are. You're no longer waiting on a war. They have brought the war to you. This is a political hell that everyone is living in. Everything is politicized and weaponized. Everything and yes, I hope like heaven and hell and everything in between that we can take the house back in 2022 and Matt Gates ushers in President Donald J Trump as the Speaker of the House. That would be the most glorious thing that could possibly happen. It would be amazing. It would blow the socks off this country. It would literally be like a nuclear implosion. Oh my gosh, politically speaking, it would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. So now you know how to pray. So yes, for you parents who are struggling, don't get up, find your courage, keep standing, find other parents to stand with you. If you end up on a list, you end up on a list. You know, welcome to the club with everyone else who's standing for freedom, truth, and justice. I mean, this is just where we are. It just is. And so I want to encourage you to pray and use, uh, and use legal and sane and peaceful Uh, methods to make sure that your children are safe, that they're not being jabbed with, uh, enticed and seduced with pizza. Apparently, I just read that happening in California. I don't even know if that's actually true. Can you imagine? And some of you have got some really hard decisions to make. And some of you are going to have to do without. You're going to have to leave your corporate job, your C-suite job, one of you. Is going to have to make that sacrifice for your children because, as you can see, it, the days are growing darker in your education system. Now, you can spend your efforts and your energies for sure, um, overturning, and and uh, when I say overturning by virtue of election, running for office in your school boards, right? All of that, absolutely get busy, get busy, get busy loving and protecting. Your children, someone, whatever happens to someone else's child, you know, we're all up in arms about sex trafficking as of children, as we should be. You should also consider indoctrination of people's children is your concern. If, if we're going to be a, a village or a village, as my German folks say, um, then it's time for us to start acting like one and to support each other in this thing called making sure that our children are not being abused. That is very important. Uh, so, so, I thought this was kind of interesting uh, coming from my folks in a uh, cheese and beer country. Uh, this just broke today. A Wisconsin hearing shows that 500,000 voters have been registered for over 100 years and other red flags. <laughs> So, 500,000 voters have been registered for over 100 years. And I mean, and it's like you have, you can't even make this stuff up. Okay. And there are other red flags. Okay. Here we go. Uh, This was a public hearing on Wisconsin's voter rolls on Wednesday, revealed widespread opportunity for election fraud through old voter rolls. According to the state's committee on campaign and elections, there are 119,283 active voters and hundreds of thousands more inactive voters who have been registered for over a century. This number, which totals over 500,000, leaves the door wide open for bad actors for cat to cast invalid votes on behalf of those names who have since passed away sometime in the past hundred years. Also sounding the alarm is 42,000 voters listed as inactive as of August 2021, but somehow voted in the November 2020 election. Liz Harrington, President Donald Trump's official spokeswoman, emphasized this Quote, major red flag for phantom voters, which is double the margin in the 2020 election scam, exclamation point, end quote. Uh, She says in Wisconsin, there are 119,283 active voters who have been registered for over 100 years. The number is over 500K when you add in inactive voters, third world country voter registrations. Now. We did have Bobby Python on, who is running for Senate in Illinois. Um, he has worked, I believe, since the very beginning, back in November of last year, uh, directly after the election, with regard to analysis. He's also testified before various uh, boards of election and, and commissions, and uh, he's a very dear friend of mine, an honest man of God, an analytics guru, uh, number extraordinary. i mean, numbers extraordinary. He he is—he's like you know the. Rain Man of Numbers. Um, and as he's the salt of the earth, in my humble opinion, had him on one of my spaces recently, and w- was wasn't mine. I was actually a, a guest, um, but brought him on to talk to us about Phantom Voters. And this is exactly how it's done. So someone should probably contact Bobby and get a little bit more insight to that. Um, this is, uh, there you go, there's some more red flags, right? This is... This goes back to, again, if you're going to talk about anything 2020, you run the risk of someone accusing you falsely of denying or being a liar, right? The big, the narrative in the tagline is the big lie, right? Like anyone who suspected that what two plus two is for is somehow part of the big lie, and they have attempted to criminalize that, which is something that they are, you know, throwing at Steve Bannon, uh, Mark Meadows, President Trump, you know, you name it, the whole cast of characters um, and who who understood and who could see that two plus two is four. Uh, and in my humble opinion, no one I've ever been affiliated with, uh, to my knowledge, was ever interested in, in doing anything regarding 2020 other than... Um, getting to the real audit of of what happened with votes in 2020, it really has just been that simple. But the narrative that you're going to continue to read, um, especially as 22 draws closer and closer, um, is somehow this was some giant coup to overturn um, an election, a, a rightful election. Um, And so that is the false accusation that is spreading. And what's interesting is that the more evidence emerges to uh, voter rolls not being purged. Uh, I was told by the Secretary of State's office here in the state of Georgia that 2019 uh, was not purged. They had plenty of time to purge those rolls prior to to a general election, presidential election in 2020. And um, that was not executed. Now, why is that? I was also told that here in Fulton County that uh, there was a private group, and I've mentioned this before on my shows, but just to reiterate the fact that no one's interested, no one's interested in a big lie, or upending an actual legitimate election. No one, no one that I'm familiar with. So, in my humble opinion, and I'm certainly not. So, for me, you know, when I hear from folks who were who uh, were part of a privately funded um, canvassing effort here in Fulton County that uncovered, uh, many voters, like thousands of voters who did, who no longer lived here. Right. But somehow those folks were still on the voter rolls. And why does that matter? Because the secretary of state's office of Georgia decided to send out, uh, I who who even knows uh, some insane inordinate number of absentee requests right absentee ballot requests and many people just send it back in they don't even live in Georgia anymore they don't live in Fulton County they don't live anywhere you know anywhere near the state of Georgia and many people voted illegally I mean that that's documented Right, who lived out of state. You know, some people are like, Well, I mean, I guess the Secretary of State's office sent me one and I may as well use it. You know, I I, I personally don't think that your average American is like is thinking of ways to um to elite to rob the country of a valid vote. I just I happen to think higher of Americans, but I could be naive in that way. (laughs) But, um, and yes, I, I, because you know why, you know why? Because, and I'll say this for Democrats, most Democrats are not interested. That's why these phantom votes are so important, right? Phantom dead voters and people who have just miraculously vanished, poof, or they live in, um, you know, buildings that haven't quite, um, haven't quite emerged just yet, right? They haven't, you're right. I mean it's amazing. and so and right now, Brian Kemp, Brian, is uh, bringing that to the forefront with Fulton County and Whoopsie? Whoops, you mean that there are addresses here that people voted from that are are not quite yet in existence? Yes, welcome to the party, Governor. Correct. So, yeah. Because Democrats historically, and that's why Stacey Abrams and others work so hard around people up in buses and with Cokes and pizzas and chips and T-shirts and lap dances and strip clubs and, you know, who knows, VIP service, whatever. You know, I've seen it all in the state of Georgia. But between her and various groups... Right, who are just who are rocking that vote, baby, rocking that vote. Why do you have to convince people to get out and rock their vote while accusing and gaslighting others of attempting to um, diminish their vote? Why would you do that? You guys are smart. I'll let you figure that out. So there's another piece in here. Hold on. I'm getting to it, which was really interesting to me. Um, so much news today, so much. I mean, we've got, oh, my gosh uh Ukraine you know we've got Hillary Clinton she's so excited she's inviting you to join her new master class she says I'll be teaching the skills I developed throughout my career the challenges the triumphs and all the rest <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever t- ever taken one of those master classes um but apparently Hillary has her own master class that's right um yeah, so, Ukraine. All right, Julie Kelly's tweeting, Ukraine is an international money laundering machine. The U.S. government dumps billions in, quote, aid and contracts into that corrupt country to reward NATSEC industry, which in turn supports politicians on both sides. It's a modern-day streets and sands in the old Chicago machine. And from what I understand, she is not wrong. Uh, and is it possible that we could end up in a kinetic war with Russia? Sure anything's possible. Joe Biden told you that mandates were out of the question and here we are having to have federal judges uh slap him back, slap the entire administration back to say no 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 no, nope, nope. That's that is not within your your purview to uh to mandate vaccines for federal contractors which now it appears I think they have permanently thanks to a court here in Georgia, I think they have uh permanently smacked the Biden administration where these vaccine mandates are concerned uh, for uh, federal employees and contractors. Um, Okay, so here we go. So we've got, oh, this is so good. This is so good. This is still in Milwaukee where I was born. This is good stuff. I've never been back, by the way. So I always tell people I'm a Georgia native because I've been here since I was like six months old. So it counts. Uh, Liz Harrington again, smoking gun election interference. Emails reveal, Mil- you're going to love this. I mean, this is priceless. Emails reveal Milwaukee officials giving Democrat operatives funded by Mark Zuckerberg direct access to Wisconsin's election database to active voters absentee applications, ballots received, ballots rejected before and during the election. That is a problem giving Democrat operatives funded by Mark Zuckerberg access to the election database. This is Milwaukee officials that is called election interference that is not a lie i digress does any is any of this going to matter it the truth always matters let let me say that will anything come to fruition regarding adjudication of 2020 in its entirety i have very little faith that that will happen. Arizona is still sitting on pins and needles. This thing is so big and so wide and so deep and so demonic and nasty that, again, unless God um, interferes literally in a miraculous biblical way, as only God can, I have no idea how 2020 is adjudicated. And I'm not inferring that President Trump would be... um, uh, uh, that he would be seated, uh, again, reinstated rather, um, in the, in the White House, um, through adjudication. Uh, that's not how that goes, uh, according to my understanding. Um, but it, it is important for the truth to be revealed and then not only for the truth to be, because re- this is where people get exhausted. They get really tired, of seeing the truth revealed, right? It's like, ah, here's another thing. There's Milwaukee, here's Wisconsin. Now we, you know, there's the evidence, right? And then it's like, okay, and, right? Like, when will these things be adjudicated? And so my admonition to you has been to focus on the things that you can control, right, in your own personal lives and to focus on the things that are going to matter, um, that that will matter in eternity and, and it remember eternity is now, not after you die. It's now. You are living in eternity right now. And so all of these things, you know They're they're little victories, right? Like Mark Meadows telling the J6 commission to go pound sand. He's actually suing Nancy Pelosi and the J6 commission as we speak. That was dropped today um, over this whole executive privilege that he and Bannon and the president and the president's team and other people have with regard to communication. Can you imagine? I mean, again, if you don't believe that you are living in a banana republic currently, that's not hyperbole. Just look at what is happening with your own DOJ. Look at how things have been weaponized against American citizens. Just look at that. It is positively mind-blowing. And so you have to accept where we are, not as in rollover, but as in a jagged little reality pill so that you understand what your constitutional rights are and how to move forward with those in your hand in your heart and in your mind. And so I like to encourage you to maintain your sanity, right? Maintain your peace, your joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Maintain your relationship with God and with Christ so that your peace is intact, right? Get up every morning saying your prayer. Someone asked me, you know, if I, if I put on the armor of God every day, and I get up in the morning and I ask um, sometimes before I get to Twitter and sometimes after, uh, but generally speaking, you know, I do put on literally out loud the armor of God, which is your helmet of salvation, Right, your mind of Christ. He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind, which is discipline, self-discipline, right, and having disciplined thoughts so that whenever you come up against the truth of what's really going on, you don't lose heart, and you don't have a confused or embittered or enraged mind. You have a sober mentality, and you can see rightly, and you can divide rightly between truth and lies. That is the helmet of salvation. What is your your salvation? Righteousness, peace, and joy, as it is written. The breastplate of righteousness, right? That covers your heart, your shield of faith. Right, So all those little fiery darts that come for you every day, that come for all of us as believers every day, all of the disappointment, all of the injustices, all of the lackluster performance of those who you thought were elected to serve the Constitution and you, right, in your respective districts, where are they, right? So the shield of faith in a time of when it's very tempting to become faithless, to become hopeless, right? So the shield of faith, you've got the sword of the spirit. What is that? The spirit of God, the sword of the spirit, right? So you fight in the spirit, right? Because we war not against flesh and blood. So you war in the spirit and you war for people, right? Today, you know, I was, I was uh, convicted by the Holy Spirit to pray for my enemies and to bless those who spitefully use me. And so I did. I prayed that they would be blessed and removed from the snare of the enemy, that God would open their eyes. and then of course, there's that precatory, prayerful part of me that's a little bit like King David, and it's like, all right, Father, but if they don't <laughs> if they don't repent, dear Lord God with sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> just do what only you can do, Father, Old Testament style. There's <laughs> <So, laughs> just a little bit of that in me. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, uh, how about the, the loins of truth? Right? Girding your loins with the truth of God. So important. And how would you know the truth unless you study it? unless you have a relationship with him. How will we ever know the truth? We won't. It's all hearsay. It's all conjecture. It's all, nah, well, pastor told me this like 20 years ago. No, no, no. It's all secondhand here. Knowledge. No, no. That's That's not even admissible in a court of law. Why would you think it would be admissible in the heavenly courts? Well, Father, Pastor so-and-so told me this or my mom told me that. You know, do you think that's going to be a an excuse that we'll be able to use whenever we're face-to-face with our judge at the white throne judgment of Christ. No, it's not. And he's going to be like, I'm sorry I never knew you. Oh my gosh, that's awful. That is a horrible thought. So he's knocking on our doors right now, right? Like he's calling us. He's He is summoning people to his banquet. All of you. Whether you're a believer or not, whether you're nasty, vile, corrupt, filthy, whatever. Saul was a murderer of Christians, for God's sakes. He was beheading Christians, and Jesus blinded them right in his path. I was like, what are you doing? And Jesus was like, why are you fighting against me? Right? Because that put it in perspective. He wasn't like, why are you persecuting my children? No, he said, why are you persecuting me? Think about that. That's deep. Whatever happens to you, whoever comes against you is coming against Christ. That's some revelation right there for me. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's awesome. That's the good stuff. (laughs) That's awesome sauce right there. I hope one of you guys caught that. Whoever comes against you is coming against Christ because you're in him and you are sealed in him with and by the Holy Spirit. That's amazing. That's some powerful revelation. Thank you that I needed. And that just happened in real time, y'all. That's awesome. See how God works. Our Bible study is going to be so fun and powerful. I'm very excited about that. Uh, speaking of, I've encouraged you all to please, please, please download your WebEx apps Get that thing on your phone, wherever it is you're going to be for Bible study time. Uh, Webex, we're going to go for 60 minutes. Um, We're going to start at the first of the year. The first week of January, we're going to start our Bible study. I will send out uh, information about uh, content, what we'll be using, how the flow of the Bible study. Uh, It will likely be unlike anything any of us have done before. I'm very excited because that's when God just like totally shows up and shows out. And it's not me. It has nothing to do with me. It also ensures that you don't idolize me, which is really uh, safe (laughs) for all of us. Trust me. Um, And it keeps me humble and it keeps us right in the flow of the Holy Spirit, which I love. So it doesn't mean that I will be ill prepared. It probably just means that we're going to have some moments where we're like, wow, wow, Did y'all catch that? Just like we just did, right? Because God is breathing. He's on the move. He is an all-consuming fire. And His Holy Spirit is dropping all over this earth. The earth is grumbling. We've got earthquakes off the coast of Oregon. You've got earthquakes all over the world right now. You've got grumblings and wars and rumors of wars and all of that. It's happening. We're living in it right now. And so God is summoning us to His banquet through his son. And so we're going to have some fun feasting on his word. So get ready, get ready, get ready and share it with as many people as you would like, whether they're believers or not. Um, I am going to open the floor during these WebExes. I'll probably choose, I don't know, five to 10 people. uh, And we will uh, rotate in as much as possible uh, week to week. It'll be a once a week meeting that uh, we have 60 minutes um, once a week. And uh, we'll have praise and worship and, you know, who knows what else. And, uh, yeah, we're going to sit down at the table and we're going to eat and we're going to drink and we're going to be merry and we're going to be fed and we're going to be illumined and God is going to protect that space and God is in control of that space. And I'm really excited. So thank you for signing up. Uh, for my newsletter at my website, and you will get all the information there. Just be patient. There's a drop-down menu, MonicaMatthews.com. It should pop up within two to five seconds of you being on my website. A drop-down menu will appear, and you can click on that. Uh, We are not going to spend time discussing politics at all. Uh, there's always some connecting points with what's happening in culture, uh, in, in government of the day, but the culture of the day, but I am not going to spend time, um, on politics. We're going to leave that spirit behind and we're going to, um, hold hands with the word and we're going to let him feed us and teach us and guide us and all that great stuff that we love to, to recite at people's funerals for some reason. Right after they've already gone home to be with glory, to be be in glory, right? (laughs) So weird to me. I'm like, no, Psalm 23. Matter of fact, let's read it tonight as I close this out. You ready? Psalm 23 is so powerful and beautiful, and it's something that we should all... um, Oh, I love this. I don't know why we talk about this at funerals. Crazy. All right, here we go. Right? I guess it's because we're lying down by the still waters... People are like, you dead. You must be by the still waters and some green pastures. You're about to be pushing up the daisies. Maybe that's our thinking. I don't know. But this is while we're alive, by the way. Psalm 23, King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So if that's not evidence right there, I love this. And you know what? This probably just needs to be a focal point of our entire Bible study. We just need need to meditate on this and chew on it. And, and digest it, and really pray into it, right? Get the version you need if you're not about these and thousand shouts and all that. Uh, King James versions is what I just read from. Um, but this is, listen, now we know this is for those of us who are six feet above the ground. Ready? So, well, five, seven. But surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, what? All the days of my, what? Life not death. (laughs) And so hopefully this gives you like a new perspective on why this is so important. I mean, this is so good. Oh, 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 this is so good. Okay, let's keep reading. (laughs) Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's, not Satan's, not Joe Biden's, not President Trump's. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, he who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. I love it. I love it. I love it. The word is so encouraging. And he maketh me to lie down a green pasture. So that's something you can take into your bedtime with you this evening. Just take yourself to the place of this scripture. Like if you have to put it in your earbuds at night and have this thing on repeat until you go to sleep and in just a, a really soft calm voice to just read this to you. Get it down into your bones, into your soul, right? Listen to these words as you're going to sleep. They're powerful. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And then he anoints your head with oil, and your cup runneth over. Remember, we're told to call upon the elders of the church if any of us are sick, right? If any brethren be sick, call upon the elders of the church, and what? Confess your sin, have the elders hear your sin, and as long as it's not the sin unto death, because there is a sin unto death. And when you start citations and cross-referencing and all of that, the harmony of the scriptures say that the sin unto death is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. It is unforgivable. So that's a bad deal. And what does that mean? Assigning a value of evil to that which God um, is operating through, Um also known as what the Pharisees did to Jesus whenever they accused him of by the devil casting out devils. That is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Big (laughs) no-no, so don't go there. Um, But I love that, right? He anoints my head with oil. So call upon the elders of the church. Have your head anointed with oil, right? And what does the Bible say? You will be healed. That's what the Bible says. So do it. What have you got to lose other than disease and illness and shame and guilt and unforgiveness and bitterness and, you know, unforgiveness, all that mess that comes with sickness and disease, usually generational stuff, fear, dread, torment, terror, all of that. Those are great things to lose, right? And then replace them with all the beautiful fruit of the spirit. Oh, goodness. Okay. I hope that blesses you guys until. Tomorrow, you know what to do. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. I don't even know what that is. And uh, remember, if you're an American, <laughs>